Hi there, I'm Jamie Sweetland. This is episode 12 of The Reading List. Today we're talking about The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. This is a non-fiction book. Um, It is a self-help book. I normally don't read self-help books, but this one was recommended by a friend. Uh, My wife recommended it to me, and we both read it, and I think it actually was useful. I actually did get something out of it, so I was pleasantly surprised. Um, Basically, it's about how to better understand your partner and to better understand yourself so that you can better figure out what you need to do for the other person to make them happy. Um, The synopsis, briefly, I'll I'll hit that. Falling in love is easy. Staying in love, that's the challenge. How can you keep your relationship fresh and growing amid the demands, conflicts, and just plain boredom of everyday life? In the number one New York Times bestseller, The Five Love Languages, you'll discover the secret that has transformed millions of relationships worldwide. Whether your relationship is flourishing or failing, Dr. Gary Chapman's proven approach to showing and receiving love will help you experience deeper and richer levels of intimacy with your partner, starting today. The Five Love Languages is as practical as it is insightful. Updated to reflect the complexities of relationships today, this new edition reveals intrinsic truths and applies relevant, actionable wisdom in ways that work. So basically the point of the book is that not everybody expresses or receives love in the same way. What might make one person feel loved, another person might just not see as something that's important. So uh, it's divided into a number of different types of love. I can't remember what they all are off the top of my head, but they're things like um, doing, doing deeds. So say if you do something for your partner, you, you clean up the kitchen, you vacuum the floors, you remember to stop and get something from the store on the way home without anybody reminding you to, or you just thought that maybe it would be a good idea to do it. That's doing deeds for your partner. For some people, that's incredibly important. For other people, that doesn't make any difference to them. It doesn't make them feel loved. Other people may get more out of, say, physical touch. And that could be something as small as holding hands, um, hugging, snuggling on the couch, sitting together with, with your legs touching, physical intimacy. All those things go into physical touch. Um, and for people who that's important for, they need that in order to feel loved. And there are the five different things um, that, can, that it's divided into of the things that you could feel loved by. And really what the point of the book is, is trying to say that the way you experience love may not be the way your partner does, and that if you are not giving them the types of things that they need, they will not feel satisfied even if it's something that you have all of the best intentions with and you mean well. So if someone is, if their number one love language is physical touch and you're doing things for them like like cleaning up the house, bringing them flowers, um, calling them throughout their day to say hello and check in just because you're thinking about them and doing all these things that you think are really sweet, but what they really want is physical touch, they're not going to feel fulfilled. And... So the most important part is to understand what your partner's love languages are. And once you understand what they are, then you can change your behavior in ways that will make a bigger impact and cause less strife between the two of you. Because obviously, if you feel like you're going all out and you're trying to to make your, your partner happy and they're not reciprocating 
or they're not receiving it the way you intend it, it can be not only you know, unhappy for them because they're not getting what they need, but it's frustrating for you too because you feel like you're really working and you're trying really hard and it's not working and you can't figure out why. So as we went through this, um, there's a quiz at the end. My wife and I each took the quiz to figure out what our love languages were. Neither one of us was surprised by the answer. And we, it's no surprise, we don't have the same love languages. Some of them have some overlap, but they're not the same. And I think it, we kind of already knew that on some level, but it, it was a very useful confirmation to say, if I want to go out of my way and try to do something nice for my wife, I know that physical touch is not the, the thing that she wants. That's not her number one love language doing things for her and remembering to take care of things so she doesn't have to. That's what makes a big difference to her. Whereas for me, that is, that's nice. And I think it's, I think it's great, but that's not my number one thing. I need, I need attention and I need physical touch. So that's, once we understand each other better, then we can, we can know how we can better make our relationship work. It's not going to fix things overnight if you have a bad relationship, but it it will at least give you the tools to make your relationship better. So I thought it was a useful exercise. Uh, if you are in a relationship, whether it's good or bad, and you want it to be better, I mean, this can't hurt. It's not that long of a book. You can breeze through it pretty quickly. Take the little quiz in the back and figure out what your love languages are. As, you, as you're reading the book, if you've been with your significant other for a significant amount of time, you'll probably be able to tell as you're reading it exactly which ones they are. I could tell which ones my wife were before she ever took the quiz. Um, so it it's a useful exercise. I, I give this a three out of five. Useful. Um, in some senses, a little bit obvious once you read the premise. You can kind of figure out, oh, okay, well, it's this, this, and this. And at that point, the book is simply kind of laying the pieces out for you, but you can kind of see where the pieces go once you've read the first couple chapters. Um, so three out of five on that one. Good, not great, but useful. So the next book is going to be Lone Survivors by Chris Stringer. And this is another nonfiction book, but this is not a self-help book. This is actually a book about um, anthropology. So it's going to be about uh, kind of how we had a bunch of different species of uh, proto-humans, basically, and how we wound up being the lone survivors out of all those species. Very interesting read, and that should be an interesting discussion next time on The Reading List. Before I go, remember to follow on Twitter at ReadingListPod, and send me emails at ReadingListPodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or just want to drop me a line. So, uh, until then, read more books! If you like this show, check out more great content at IncastMediaNetwork.com.